Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 437. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk football, two hours of football. That's going to be more football than you get all week because, you know what, we're in the middle of training camp. Oh, no, we're not. They're closed. Pandemic. Canceled season. Not yet, but soon. Are we going to get football in 2020? I don't know. It's a terrible year. You know, just if you ever get a time machine, don't ever set it for 2020 because it's like, don't come to this year. This was a bad year. Terrible year. Don't come here. Uh-uh. So anyhow, so we're, are we getting football? I don't know. Have you been watching football? I don't know. There's some stuff going on. There, I mean, Charles is scraping the bottom of the barrel to put an agenda together, and he's doing a wonderful job, and he's finding – articles and information for us to talk about and everything else but really there's not much football happening right now so nothing nothing to really sink your teeth into and say oh man yeah yeah all right we're excited because football uh, training camp was supposed to start last sunday last sunday this sunday i don't know a while back a week ago i don't know anyhow it's it didn't and it's not going to uh, are they going to be able to start training camp in July? That's the that's the talk that they might be able to start in July. I don't know. August? Are we going to start? Are we going to have a season start September first? That's a possibility. Are they going to play without fans in the stadium? I'd rather them play without fans in the stadium than fans with the stadium. Because, like, honestly, I don't think people should go there. Everybody goes, and the question, we pose the question all the time. If football started tomorrow, would you be comfortable going to a stadium with 20,000 other people? And the amount of people, complete morons that say yes, blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. We are in a new era. And I'm not, I, I am not one to toe the line of the government i i'm an anarchist at best and uh but seriously why would anybody want to go to a stadium where somebody behind you is elevated so they actually have the position of high ground on you and they're talking moistly nobody wants that person behind you spitting beer popcorn and peanuts on top of them any time of the year never mind during a pandemic people are dying and they are still dying don't get me wrong this is not over this is not over people we have to we have to contain it and eradicate it we're not going to eradicate it with a vaccine we're going to eradicate it with the fact that it's going to burn itself out the only way it can burn itself out is stop giving it new hosts. Okay? Don't give it a new host. It's going to go away. It's going to go away on its own. Honestly, it will. We just have to be vigilant in our self-isolation 
for a while longer, people. I honestly don't care how many people or how bad the economy is or how bad your company is or you're going to lose your job or your mortgage or whatever else. Because the answer is one out of seven people are going to be badly infected with this. And, you know, what's an acceptable loss? Six people, seven people, 30 people, 70 people. You look around your family right now and tell me which ones you're prepared to give up. Zero. We're not prepared to give up any family members. So then stay vigilant. Okay, that's enough. That's a prep talk, pep talk for, for CJ tonight. We're not going to do that. Uh, you just don't do it, man. Just like Go out when you need to. Do what you have to. Uh, I don't wear a mask when I go out. I, I'm asthmatic, and um, a mask is really bad for people with respiratory problems because you capture most of the CO2 in your that you exhale, and it comes back in, and you, you end up with more bacteria in your lungs. You end up with a lung infection and everything else. So people with asthma, people with respiratory problems shouldn't be wearing masks, uh, and a mask isn't to prevent people from you getting the virus it's preventing you from spreading it so if you don't have the virus then you really don't need to wear a mask that's the theory involved in that okay so masks are actually really bad because uh, they don't stop you from getting it if you know you don't have the virus then don't wear a mask it's not that big a deal you're not doing anything are you protecting anybody no and if somebody out there sneezes it's not COVID-19 they have allergies get over yourself okay um, I'm opening up the mics because uh, why not? Uh, we got Charles Cliff on the uh, radio with us tonight. Buddy, how you doing? Hello. Do you wear a mask when you go out? I wear a mask if I'm going to visit customers, just as a precautionary measure. If I'm out doing something... As a courtesy to them. Store, what's that? As, as a, a courtesy, courtesy to them. them. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that, that, that's very noble. At that point, I'm just I'm doing it just to show that I'm considering their health. If I'm going okay. out, I got to go to a store or something like that. Typically, I don't wear a mask. I just stay away from people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, are you missing football? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But you know what? It's it uh i mean we're still i mean we're still at the point right now where they wouldn't be playing yet they would be in training camp but they well i guess they would have gone on we'd be kind of in the right around the beginning of the um pre-season. first preseason game uh yeah but um i might miss it a little more i think maybe when you get towards the end of june maybe into july because that's when the season starts and Literally, this will be the first time in my lifetime there won't be CFL in June and July and August. But, I mm-hmm. mean, it is what it is. You've got to get used to it. So not much anyone can do about it. So there's no real point of, um, of uh, you know, complaining or worrying about it because there's nothing anyone can do about it. We have missed one preseason game on Sunday, May 24th. Edmonton Eskimos in Winnipeg to play the Blue Bombers, and that game is a, now a scratch. Damn, I could eh? just consider it neither one of them won. Yeah, they're both losers anyhow. William, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing, Mr. McDonald? 
I am okay. Cool. I can't say a lot about what you said about the coronavirus. I can't really even respond because I don't want to because I'd like this to be a pleasant two hours. Okay. I I am so sick and tired of this. It's not funny. Ah, I, and so am I. I'm not arguing. I, I, I believe an economy does make a difference. Okay. Well, of course. And, an economy is a wonderful thing. We where where do you get where do you get one in seven people are going to be affected by this? I don't know. It was somewhere I thought. Okay, because the latest numbers are 5.58 million confirmed out of what? 8.6 billion people. I, I'm just, I, I said I'm, affected. I, I never said they would get yeah. the, the, the virus. Well, okay? yeah, everybody's so, affected. So, there's no fucking economy. Okay. Right. It's pretty simple. And, and you know, I think one way and I think one way only. Okay. And you know what? I feel for, for people that have lost people in their family. One of the guys on my crew, he lost his father a couple of weeks ago. His father lives in Louisiana. And he was, I'm sorry, he was 85 years old. Yeah. He had, he had two previous heart attacks. He had COPD. And he was a diabetic. Okay? It, it's not taking out healthy people. No, it's not. Okay, it's not. And we know tomorrow, that. Tomorrow, and I have changed my tune since the last time I talked to you, especially if there was football tomorrow, if there was football tomorrow, I would go. No, there's not a hope in hell I would. I'm so confident of of this being uh, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The prediction, the predict, no, the predictions in the beginning, or the projections in the beginning, haven't come to fruition. And I understand. And why is that, William? But why is I understand, that? Hold on, hold on. I understand most most projections are usually wrong, anyways. Okay, because it's just a guess. Let's face it. Man, it's just, just a guess. go back and listen to our podcast. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I I told you guys Calgary was going to be twenty and zero every year for the last five years. Didn't yeah. happen. You're, you're bad as Rod. And they're going to win the great. And they're going to win the great cup every year. Didn't happen. But okay. So I was I was off big time, and I'm not afraid to admit that I was off big time. I wish somebody else would admit they were wrong. You but, know what I mean. Hang on, hang on for a second. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm you, your prediction of Calgary going twenty and zero is if there are no other football teams. Okay. No, I really believe they were that good. Well, that, and in my, <laughs> and in my perfect I've got world, some swampland in Louisiana. Somebody's dad just left it world, to me. Yeah, but you see, the difference is I can make those predictions and I don't lose any money, okay? It has no effect on my life. So I can say things like that, okay? It's pretty simple. It's pretty so, simple. And there is, no, there is no repercussions other than you guys breaking my balls about it continuously. Other than that, there is no repercussions. Okay, right? let me ask you a question, okay? Okay. If yes. we carried on 
with life as normal when this happened in the early part of March. Okay? Yes. We didn't shut down anything. We just carried on with our life and went to movie theaters and went to bars and went to wherever what we ever did. Yes. Those numbers, those predictions would be real. I I will give you I will give you that they would be higher than they are. Okay. I think it's made a difference. I don't know how much of a difference it's made. I I would have to believe that what we have done what we have done has greatly benefited the curtailment of this outbreak. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Okay. If we hadn't done this, how many more people would be dead? Okay, you can say that. Okay, and I tend, I tend, hold on, I tend to agree with you. Okay, I tend to agree with you. But there is no way it will ever be proven. No, well, you're correct and you're not. Okay, and. Um, two provinces, or let's let's work this uh, uh, differently, okay? Uh, Washington State and British Columbia, okay? Yes. BC was to be the epic center of this virus in Canada, okay? because of the um, travel that we have with Asia. Yeah. Okay. You have an international airport. Yeah, but one that's greatly used for the Asian market. Okay. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And we were supposed to be the epic center of this disease in Canada. We're not. Right. We're not, because our province was extremely proactive from the very beginning, okay? Now, if you look at Washington State, which has about the similar population to British Columbia, our population is really close to the border. There's a scattered out, okay? They have more than 10 times the cases and more than 15 times the deaths that British Columbia has. Okay? So please don't say that what we did in BC didn't do any good. Because it did. We flattened the curve early. We curtailed this virus. And I I, I cannot use the word eradicated because we're not there yet. But it's sure coming on good. It's sure looking good for us to be able to continue with what we're doing here. Now, maybe Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, the prairies, where it off because, quite frankly, most of those people don't like each other and they stay away anyhow. Um, it's a, You're doing really good. But look at Ontario and Quebec. They're not paying attention to this, and they're... They're on a spike again. Uh, 
it's not. But you, but you can't you do have, this. But what would? But what would? What you would have to do? I'm sorry. Is you would have to sit down, and you would have to talk about all the variables for the different provinces and different states. Okay. For me, for example. They've well, had, that's why I compared uh, it with Washington because we're right, both very similar in cultures. But they've had, but they've had a record amount in New York, for example, and I understand that because those people live on top of each other. Yeah, Correct. it's a dense, it's a dense population. Okay, as a lot of people to, in a very small space. As opposed to, I haven't looked at the numbers for a place like Montana, for example. But they're they're spread out. There's nothing in Montana, okay? So you got to look at the, all those kind of variables. And I'm not saying what they did didn't have an effect because, I, and I and I would hate to be having a conversation right now where we've had five million people dead because we didn't do anything, okay? Mm-hmm. But I just I just believe it was way overhyped than it should have been. And and closing certain things I didn't I don't I didn't get closing certain things. So okay. I'm just saying. I'm like just what saying. are you saying though will actually hold some water though? Because I'm just looking because I pulled up the actual stats here. New York has had, in, since this started, New York has had 373,622 cases. Montana, 479. Right, okay. Right. What is the cases per capita? That I have to look up. That, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the only stat that I care about. It's per okay, capita. Right. Okay, so. I agree. Hmm. I agree. Okay. Well, I could. Tell you total cases per one million in the population. Okay. Uh, New York nineteen thousand two hundred and six. Uh, then Montana. Uh, this is per million people. Per million people, yeah. Okay. New York is nineteen k. Uh, What's Montana? Nineteen k. I'm just trying to find. I can't find Montana all of a sudden. Where did it go? That's how uh, big it oh, is. Oh, lower. It's, that's a lower. Okay, four hundred and seventy nine. Um, Montana per million people. Um, sorry, I was looking at total debt. Yeah, nineteen thousand, and then Montana. Is four hundred and forty-eight. Huge difference. Yes. Okay. But of course, yeah. the the population of Montana as compared to New York is minuscule. Right. Correct. And of course, have you ever driven across Montana? Okay. And Montana is bigger than New York, I think. There's I, lots as of a state, there's is lots it not? Of, yes, I think it is. There's lots of open space in Montana, okay? Yeah. Okay. Montana is actually the fourth largest state. Okay. Next to in terms Alabama. of Alaska, Alaska, Texas, and California. Yeah, right. And New York is like number twenty-seven. 
so Chosen yeah. Land. Uh, yeah, I think there's more people in um, the Bronx than there are in all of Montana. Okay, are we going to talk some football? Because I'm tired of this. Sounds like a good idea. Sure. Okay. Is there any football to talk about that doesn't involve No, no there's not. What, not what really. else can we talk about? Okay, so I was just going to mention to you, Montana is 1.069 million people, okay? <laughs> There's more people in Calgary than in Montana. Yeah, so that's why the big difference. Yeah. And those 1 million people are spread <laughs> so, out big time. So that's not a fair comparison? No, okay. no, not at all. So not at all. I can understand Montana opening <laughs> back up and continuing on with their economy. I cannot see New York. No, they definitely have to distance for a while. But my 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 point, my biggest point to this whole thing is, Christopher, I think I'm, I'm waiting for that because we haven't got near it. I, I no, I think we should continue to social distance. Okay, makes okay. sense, doesn't it? Okay, it does. wash your hands, which. I'm sorry, my mama taught me to wash my hands when I was three fucking years old, and I've never stopped. Okay? That's something that the people should have been doing regardless of this. You know, three days before this whole thing started, before they started shutting things down, I went to a Flames game, which I never go to, but I happened to get free tickets, and I went to a Flames game. I was shocked and amazed at how many people were actually washing their hands after they put their hands on their dick which it's just something I always do, and not a lot of people do it. And it's, it's, it blows my mind. It blows my that, mind. Yeah, well, that is one of the cleanest places of your body, just sharing that one. Yeah, but I'm just, I, I, realize, I realize that, but you should still wash your hands. When I, you I, I'm not arguing. I'm not disputing that. It's just, and and I mean, every washroom that I've been into in my lifetime has a sink and taps and soap, okay? Like, they supply so, everything for it. And some of them actually work. Well, yeah, unless you go to 7-Eleven in Claire's Home, Alberta, okay? Or, or, or Russ's old job site. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so you know, it's it's, and I I'm not saying I'm not saying we're not doing the right thing, but I think it gradually needs to be pulled back. And I mean, the law Mr. Trudeau passed yesterday just makes me angry. So what did he what did he pass uh, yesterday? Which one? Well, the one where okay, so in the early stages of this, if someone got sick, you sent them home for 14 days, correct? Okay. And they were and they were on their own to deal with, you know, the government the government helped them out financially or whatever. Now the law okay. he passed yesterday is when people take two they're he's giving people an additional ten days of sick time every year and companies have to pay for it. Yeah. And so uh, he's I'm- already banked. He's already bankrupt one half of the country. Now he's going to work on the other half. Yeah, I, I, I opposed 
I opposed the new stat holiday in February. What was it? Family Day or something? Family Day. Yeah. And I'm what, going you guys seriously. Never, you guys. So you get. You guys have you, never had Family Day. No, we just did, we no, just got it in the last, last like five years. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Just started. And I'm I, going. I, why? Why are you raping the small businessmen? Okay, if people want the day off, I'm okay with that. But I'm not fucking paying you. Go, go, go home. Go, I, I think, go stay I think with your Alberta, family. I think Alberta was one of the first provinces to adopt that family day thing. And do you know why they did that? No. Do we all remember the... Uh, Premier of Alberta, Peter Lougheed. Yep. His son was a was a drug addict. And he came up with this family day because he basically blamed himself for not spending enough time with his son. Okay? Which I thought was just the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. So he adopted an, an additional long weekend. Which, uh... I always take family day off because I've been told I have to take family day off. So, uh, And but I'm not it, arguing with that, okay? I think we should have a day off and spend it specifically with our family. The more one, one day a month off, fine. Why does the company have to pay you to sit at home? Because people need money. So does the company. Mm. I know that, but people need money. And everybody thinks companies are rich. So, just saying. Yeah. I just, I'm just saying. And the other thing I was going to say is they seem to have relaxed things in Alberta quite a bit as far as and I was telling Charles and, and uh, Mark this last week on the show, my shipper last Monday, I walked into the back shop and he was kind of as white as a ghost. And I said, are you, uh, are you sick? He said, yes, I am. I said, then go home. So he phoned me, he phoned me on Tuesday and said, so what should I do? And I said, well, number one, you either have to take 14 days off or you have to go get the test. So he phoned to arrange for a test and he answered a whole bunch of questions and he only answered yes to one of them. And so automatically they said he was low risk. He got the test two days later on a Thursday and they sent me a letter saying that we consider him a low risk so he can come back to work anytime regardless of him having test results. And so I let him come back to work on Friday this was just before the long weekend. And uh, he texted me on Sunday. He got his results back, and he was negative. Mm-hmm. So they seemed to be uh, about a month ago, it was like you stay away till you get your test results. And now they think they can determine things earlier, or he doesn't have as many symptoms, so they're taking an educated guess, I, I would assume. Yep. So, anyways, enough. Let's talk about football. Yep. Yep. Are you still there, Christopher? 
I am. Are you I'm playing Monopoly. Oh. oh, you're playing Monopoly. Not really. Are we boring you or what? No, 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 no. I can come over and spit in your face if you want me to. Maybe that'll make your life more exciting. You want to talk moistly to me? I'll talk <laughs> moistly to you. There we go. Uh, no, I'm just joking around here. Okay. Um, no, I, just, uh, I, I just think I would like my life to get back to somewhat normality. How does that sound? That's all. I, I, I don't I disagree think- with you. I just don't think it's time yet. Let's put it this See, way. I spent, I spent, go ahead. The difference here for me is this hasn't affected me or my family. The only no. thing that this, this entire thing has happened over the last two and a half months is I haven't gone to visit my mother. Okay? And she's 90 years old, and I want to visit her as often as I can because you have to. And... Uh, I, I just I I won't risk it. I don't. I wouldn't risk bringing her anything. Okay. So other other than that, I my day is is absolutely normal. There's no difference for me. I do exactly the same thing that, that today, tomorrow, as I did a year ago. So it, this hasn't affected me the way it's affected Charles, the way that it's affected you, the way that it, it's affecting. Millions of people in this country. Yep. Me? I live on a ranch. I'm retired. But you also I, live yeah, in the boonies, I, okay? So yeah. In the I, middle I'm of nowhere. You know, and, and 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 not just for the last two and a half months. For the last two and a half years. <laughs> the only thing that this has Life done is. is we do have a social every Tuesday night, or, and then we moved it to Wednesday, and that's kind of why we're on Tuesday night podcast. And anyhow, I, well, I want to talk about that in a couple of minutes. And uh, we have we've had to cancel the pub night because the pub was closed. And now that the pub is actually back open, and but you're only allowed to have six people at a table, um, nobody seems to want to go. So I kind of miss my my Tuesday Wednesday night social with all the guys and talking about shit and women don't want to go. So I don't know. We'll, we're, we we may start that up sometime soon. We'll see what happens. Um, and speaking of that, uh, I'd like to move the podcast back to Wednesday night where it belongs. Are you guys okay with that? Doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me either. Okay. Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm good with either one. Cool. Yeah, me too. I, I I'd like to have it back on Wednesday nights because that's where it Mind should you, be. That might that might interrupt the uh, hockey playoffs in July, so I don't know if I want to do that. They'll be on Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't think it matters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I yep. don't care. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Either. I'm fine with that. So uh, not this week, obviously, because we're Tuesday night. Uh, next week, we'll, we'll start right it on Wednesday. Yes, I know That's that. That's So we're not having a, another podcast tomorrow night. We'll wait a week. Okay. okay? Good. Yeah. Okay, good. Because we don't really have nothing to talk about tomorrow. No. We don't have anything to talk about today. So. We've already wasted half an hour. What are you talking about? I know. 
We haven't talked a damn thing about football. Randy Ambrosi's town hall outlines future plans. Wow. Really? What do you yeah. think of Randy? Should Randy Ambrosi resign as the commissioner of the CFL? He has dropped the ball on every opportunity going around. I don't know. Randy's not my buddy. I don't know. I like CFL 2.0 or whatever the heck you want to call it. I it, It's growing on me, kind of like a virus. Yeah, yeah me uh, too. Touchdown Atlantic is canceled. Uh, the the in Halifax probably has been scuttled. <laughs> probably <laughs> was that was that for was that for a legitimate thing? Come on. Well, he he honestly believed it was. Yeah, well, he's a salesman. You got to sell something if you want it to work. Any any person who can count to two realize it wasn't an option. Just say it, man. I still don't think it's an option, especially. But now Randy, Randy's got a built-in yeah. uh, excuse now. Yeah. Well, he's he's got something to blame it on. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Other than it wasn't going to work in the first place, anyways. But it's just. It, it, you know, to me, that 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 economy in Nova Scotia, they can take that money that they're going to build a stadium with it and use it on a lot of other things. Okay, I'm a realist. Let's face it. Okay, so this this town hall meeting that Randy Ambrosi put out. Did you guys read the article from Three Down Nation that that, that Charles posted the link for? Okay, it says Schooners Stadium Sailing. There were many who believed that the COVID-19 sunk the Atlantic Schooners boat from officially docking in Halifax. But Ambrosi assured the masses his vision remains unchanged out east. I give you this assurance. While the COVID pandemic may cause some interruptions in our planning, that dream, that idea of a 10th, team and truly coast-to-coast Canadian football is not going to die and we're going to continue to work at it in the weeks and months ahead really (laughs) wow okay you know exactly you know I've always had a vision of owning a professional football team Okay. Yes, I, I wanted that to do it vision. too. I still have that vision in my head, and I'll have that vision in my head till the day I die. Is it going to happen? Not a fucking no. chance. No. Okay. Okay. I'm too old, and I didn't make enough money. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I, I happen to agree with you. I'm still trying. Maybe some year, maybe some trying. year when the pop when the population of Canada explodes and people actually have to move to Nova Scotia, and they get a bigger economy. Maybe I don't know. I doubt it, but I don't know. Oh, 
No, I, I said I'm not giving up on the dream of owning a CFL team. Oh, I'm not, I've given I'm up on the dream of Halifax either. having a team. Well, I mean, well. He could talk all he wants about his dreams yes. or whatnot, but come on. Let, let, let's be realistic here. I mean, big time, like, rich states like New York and Ontario, the provinces like Ontario that were rich, that were well off, that had a lot of money, they've been horribly damaged by this thing. What about little uh, Nova Scotia? These guys have been set back probably a decade, if not more. You can say all you want, all the dreams still there. Yeah, it's a dream, all right. So go to sleep and uh, imagine it in your head because that's the only way you're going to see it. It's not. It's not reality. It's ridiculous to try and try and push this off. Okay. So, anything else in here that is uh, interesting for you? The clock's well, ticking on the well, season. We could lose approximately a hundred million dollars playing games yeah, with or without fans. He talked about having teams and and the hub concept, and I still, in my mind, don't know how the hub concept is going to work. I but, actually think that's a good idea, but what, go why on. do you think that? So okay, cut it, down okay. on travel. It's easier to sorry. Go on, CJ. Yeah, let, let's just explain what the hub concept is first, Charles. Before you do that, okay. because I agree with you, a hub concept would be two, actually would would be to like, take a town, a city, um, and, and and a good Vancouver has been suggested as the hub city. And for a couple of reasons, one is there's enough hotels in the city that they can house each football team complete with everybody. The facility at BC Place is, is, is a covered stadium, so we can play later into the season without too much problems. And the concept is that all teams would be in one city. And all teams would practice, yep. uh, all teams would do everything on the same place, but they would just move, they would schedule and rotate it throughout the day. Um, then on the weekends, they would have a game, followed by another game. And then uh, the next night, there would be a game, followed by another game. And that would be the schedule for the week. So you'd have a yep. Friday, two Friday night games, two Saturday games, no fans, <coughs> no fans in the stadium, but the yep. entire facility is set up to play football. Those guys right. go back to their hotels, they hang out, they come back in Monday morning and they start practicing for the next week and they go they don't leave Vancouver, they don't leave their hotels. Okay? Right. The way now, you, could, you can't do it in Saskatchewan because they don't have the hotels for it. Right. Okay. Charles, go ahead. Yeah. So basically, it's a way of quarantining basically the league into like two different cities. Right now, each team is being quarantined in their own city. Would have to be quarantined, so you'd have to have eight different quarantines uh, in eight different cities, or nine, sorry, not eight. But this way, you put uh, the Eastern Division in one city, you put the Western Division in one city. So let's say put the Western Division in Vancouver, put the Eastern Division, say, in, like, Toronto or Hamilton or something like that. You can keep all of the players quarantined into one hotel, basically, so that they're all put together. You don't let them out. 
Uh, they can all bust in the stadium together. They're, it's a way of keeping everybody controlled and not having people going out every which way. You save Each team would save costs because there would be virtually no travel costs because once you're in the one city, you stay there. You play the entire season there. So you're not having but to fly you, across the country and, and so but on. You All you're doing is going back and forth hotel to your room. hotel. Yes, but I still think yeah. that would work out uh, cheaper, especially you could probably – the hotel industry, let's face it, they're another industry that's, hit, that's hurting. So I think they'd be willing to give you a deal to actually get those used room queues. So you probably wouldn't be having to pay full price on that. So you save that money there. It's basically a way of keeping control over your players and being able to keep them in their own bubble, as is the kind of the uh, the word, and basically quarantining each division together, cutting down on travel, and just keeping a lid on everything. So that way you're not at risk of players wandering off, going out to a restaurant or going out somewhere, contracting the virus, and then bringing it back and spreading it to the rest of the team. You actually can keep track of the players at that point. So basically that's how it would work. Okay. The problem with that is I totally disagree with having two cities or a a western city and an eastern city. I think all teams should play everybody – uh, otherwise, you've just you're going to have somebody coming out of the East to play go to the Grey Cup that has a record of, you know, nine and zero. Yet they played Eastern teams. Okay, it's not hard to be nine and zero in the Eastern Division. Right. So I think if you're going to have a short if you if you're going to have a shortened season, and every team has to play every other team once. Okay, that's half a season. Okay, and I think that's the way it should be. Everybody plays one other team, every other team once, and then you'd have you would have the perfect record, perfect level playing field straight across the board. Although you could argue about, oh, well, I played a harder team early on when we weren't very good, and you know by the time we got going, we had easy team. You know, there's a, a lot of excuses out there but bottom line is if you had one city with nine teams in it and you played football in that area every night you'd be fine how is this going to make the money i don't know if it's about making the money i think it's uh, an effort to basically cut their losses there's yeah, no but... way they're making money this season regardless so yeah, they got to at least cut down yeah, on their losses. They yeah, make but, money from well, PSN. That's how. Yippee. Yippee. Okay, well, so what? It's better than Obviously, nothing. Obviously, yeah, but they've said two-thirds of their revenue is made by, by stadiums and their gate receipts. Okay, so that's what they how say is, is that? Sorry, go on. So how is that going to make the money when they're playing in empty stadiums? Again, first of all, that's what they just, claim it, that two-thirds of the money is. Right. We don't know what it looks like they could be telling well, a tale I mean, there. That's, part, like that's I said, part of the problem. That's part of the problem. I think everybody is telling untruths for to a number of things. Yeah. So that's why I think they should just play a shortened season normally. That's just my opinion. But the, the other thing there, too, is let's say they end up canceling the season altogether. 
they get yes. nothing from TSN at that point. That, that money that they get, while it won't make the money, it could mean the difference of the league surviving till next year or folding. If they don't play and they get nothing from TSN, you could see teams going under at that point. At least if they play some sort of season, they give some sort of content to TSN, at least at that point they're getting some TV money in that can, they're not going to make money. We know they're not going to make money, but getting that money could help soften the blow. Because there's no, I'm good. no making money at this point. I, I, I'm good with that. Yeah. I, I'm okay. gonna watch. The, I'm gonna watch every football game this season on TV, regardless. Okay, I'm not going to a game, so I don't care whether there's fans in the stadium or not. Right. And so let's play football. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe they can you. make arrangements right. with other sponsors and so on, uh, and so on. Maybe they can make some sort of arrangement. I don't know, but it's possible. But I I don't know if if, uh, sponsors are going to do that because I guarantee you sponsors are already in trouble as well. Well, that's also the problem, yeah. So it's just a big conundrum. So I don't know. Well, it it depends, right? I mean, there's a lot lot of companies out there that are actually making shitloads of money right now. So and there's a lot of companies out there who don't tell you what kind of money they actually do make. Okay. No. So I get that. I get that. There's just once again, it's another thing where there's so many variables, and I mean to report it in public is is a waste of time because you're only getting, in my mind, you're only getting thirty percent of the truth, anyways. Oh, that that's that's kind of high. I know. I was being nice. You're being very optimistic. Yes. At this point in time, I can care less. I mean, you know what? I can find things to do other than watch football. As a matter of fact, this weekend I spent six hours. Are you ready? I spent six hours cleaning and polishing the gutters on my house. Seriously? My my gutters are 12 years old, and they look like brand-new cars on the side of my house now, okay? And I vimmed... I built a in my backyard. I vimmed all my gutters around my house, okay? They look fantastic. Anyways. Do you okay. understand why I need... Do you understand why I need something else to take my time up? Yes. Yep. I do now. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. I did get big brownie points from my wife, though, so. Anyways. Okay. Um, could and should the CFL explore hub cities? I think we just went over well, that, we didn't we? We kind of talked about that. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. So, William. Do you think that yes. this is a good idea? No. No. You the think other thing we I'm should thinking, just have well, football as normal? Um, 
you know, <clears throat> I don't see any other way to to do it because we talked about this last week when you weren't around about how you would social distance in a stadium. Okay. Which it would be possible. like playing. It would be like playing in a stadium with no fans, because you'd have to spread people out so wide. Correct. Okay, so it wouldn't work. Um, the the other thing I think about with hub stadiums, and okay, so say you have two hub stadiums, and so all the players go to that hub stadium for the ten. Say there's a ten week season. Okay. Are they actually okay. gonna wanna be away from their families for ten weeks? It, it, they have a choice. They they have a choice. They do not have to come and play football. Of yep. course they don't. Of course they don't. But that's a little harsh. Well, true. But I've heard. Of, I mean, I've heard of other uh, like people. That, I think of people in the military. I think of people that are like go away to work on the oil rigs. There are a lot of times they're taken away from their family for months at a time. So I mean, uh, it's not like it would be a full season. It'd be about less than it'd be about two and a half to three months. So I mean, it's not ideal. I I accept that, but I mean, uh, it goes with the territory. But, but I, I I don't think you can compare oil field people and 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 people in the service that way because that's a life choice they've made. For, for well, their entire life kind of thing. Football yeah, is not but, normally 10 weeks when you go away. Right. But these are extenuating circumstances. This is not sure. a normal Absolutely. This is not a Absolutely. normal and, and, and it's situation. Not, and it's not unnormal for uh, the American players to come up here and not go back home for the entire season. Correct. Yes, some of them do on their bye weeks, but not all of them. Right. Okay, you realize Ooh, I'm biting. I'm biting my tongue really hard right now, Christopher. Right? No, go ahead. Say what you I, want. I, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Doing that. Keep doing that. I know where this is going. This is not a good. <laughs> Charles knows me better. Than I know that. where okay. we're going. No, here. I know don't, exactly don't what he's say. talking about. Okay. 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 So, um, yeah, I guess it's a choice you make. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen my. I haven't seen my grandkids for. Almost two and a half months now, and I'm okay with it because we FaceTime all the time and we do that kind of crap. Okay, and I still get to talk to them. Yeah, technology you know. has really helped us in this. Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right. I mean, I got yeah, I, I, I sent sent my mother an iPad. I, I we we FaceTime. You know, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't get to go give her a hug, but we can Facetime. And I and I mean to be honest with you, I think that's the worst of this whole thing, is mm-hmm. older people that are in homes and stuff like that, when their families cannot go to go to visit them, because let's face it, at that age, that's what they live for, right? Correct. More or less. So that's got to be really tough. I my uh, two weeks ago, my aunt turned. Uh, 90 years old in Edmonton and six months ago we had planned a big party for her but what it consisted of this time was her daughter and her son got to go see her for half an hour outside the home yeah and you know you could always say well we can have a big party next year but you know what at those ages 
there may not be a next year. That's the Correct. worst thing. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, it's too bad. It's too bad. But yeah, I guess I guess ten weeks away from your family when you're a football player wouldn't be such a hardship because you would be making money. Yes. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I I think going into a hub city and being restricted is not such a bad thing. And no. and if that's what it takes to, for us to watch football this year, I'm all over it. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm over it. I, I was going to say one thing. I I was disappointed with Randy Ambrosi saying that the Grey Cup is probably going to be in the city with the team with the best record. I don't think they should do that. I think they should have just automatically said it was going to be in Vancouver. Because if it's going to be in December, Vancouver is the only place to play. Be cold everywhere else. Yes. And could be bitterly cold everywhere else. Yeah. And I think to make it even playing field, you should have it in Vancouver. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to do that one. No. Especially if we're not... Are we going to have a Grey Cup game with no no fans? Or is it going to be over by then? Maybe they can do what like the soccer teams are doing and people can buy cardboard cutouts of themselves and they can put them in the seats. They actually did that in Europe, the soccer leagues. Had a bunch of cardboard cutouts of people in the stands. Hey, Charles, yeah. has, 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 hey, Charles, did you buy season tickets this year? I hadn't yet. I was still considering oh, you it. Hadn't. Thankfully, I did not. Okay, because... Uh... I did get a letter the other day, and they're going to um, give me a, not a refund, but a, I can use those four games that have already been, home, four home games that are already going to get canceled. We can apply them to next year's season tickets. Ah. So. Hmm. I thought you were going to say they gave you a headband or something like that. No, no, which which is Here's fine as long as as long as they do survive the next season, right? If they don't, I'm shit out of luck. Right, yeah. Uh, well, you don't get your. Uh, there's no football. We've gone out of business, and we don't. You don't get your money back because we got no money to give you. Bye. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's just hope it doesn't come to that. I'll be depressed. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Enough of this. Where are we going? Enough with Randy Ambrosi. We're going off. Where are we going? Ongoing CFL government discussions with the CFL to get help. That made sense. To Sorry, I put this together kind of quickly. Uh, Ongoing discussions between the CFL and the Canadian government 
to get CFL financial assistance. Okay, Randy Ambrosi right. says that the talks are positive. I'm sorry, the Liberal <laughs> government in Canada has been giving bucketfuls of money away all over the place to everybody. To everybody. So if they haven't already given money to the CFL, the odds of it happening to me are slim to nil. Yeah. Uh, it's disappointing. I'm sorry to hear that, but let's see what happens. Yeah. I don't know what the, if they were going to get it. I don't know what the holdup would be at this point. Yeah, like you it, said, they've know. been giving money to every. They've they've been giving out money hand over fist to pretty much anyone that asked for it at this point. So why is this taking so long? Did they finally figure out uh, someone not to give it to? I, I I don't know. I mean, right now they're printing money at with no concept of reality. What's another hundred and fifty million dollars? Seriously, what's yeah. another hundred and fifty million dollars? Just print it and let's go. Move on. If the CFL needs it, give it to them. Yeah, I, I was, I was say, compared I to was some actually, the other money they give it out, hundred and fifty million dollars is a pretty low number. I, I was against this concept at the beginning. I don't think that the Canadian government should give the CFL any money. I don't think the Canadian taxpayers should be responsible for billionaires' uh, play toys. Okay, but. Right now, at the amount of money that the Liberal government has given to organizations that have no right to it at all, you might as well give it to the CFL as well. Like, let's, let, let's watch some football. What's that? I can't say that I disagree. Yeah. So how did you like my Monopoly picture? I thought that that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. I don't think it's severe enough, but that's beside the point. I didn't do it. William, should the federal government give the CFO money to survive? Um, I am like you. I didn't agree with it in the beginning, but they're giving everything money. So why not the CFL? That's that's the closest thing I can come to that. Why not the CFL? I I, I think it's unanimous it's a, right it, now. Yeah, it's a Canadian. It's part of Canadiana, I guess you could say. So why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? And the hundred and fifty compared to the money he's given away, hundred and fifty million dollars is a drop in the bucket. Nothing. Yes. It not. Probably Donald Trump's shoe bill every year, for God's sake. Uh, yeah, possibly. Oh boy, would I like a would I like a shoe budget like that? Holy crap! I'm sure. I'm. <laughs> you know what? I would just love Will's shoe budget. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I curtailed that a whole bunch. My wife's retired now. I got to cut back on my spending. So. Okay, not counting my Crocs. I I, I have four pairs of I, shoes. I just had a picture in my head of you walking around wearing Crocs. Oh, my God. I got them on right now. Oh, do you? You know what I'm going to send yeah, the, you? 
You know what I'm going to send you? I'm going to send you a pair of capris to wear with your Crocs. No. <laughs> these are my, my house slippers. Please do that, Will. I don't go out of the house in them. Okay. But this, this is the, these are my house slippers because they, they always have warm feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, you know, I got my cowboy boots, I got my work boots, and I got my muck boots, and then I got a pair of shoes. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't say that. No, I can't, and I, I haven't even – we're not getting summer here, so I haven't even broke out my summer shoes. I'm still wearing my boots. And I've got 18 pairs of boots I wear on a regular basis, so – You know, what can I say? I, yeah. I I I think I think I will get taller boots as I get older because I don't want to shrink. How does that sound? Yeah. Anyways. Okay. BC Lions president says they need to play to stay relaxed, relevant, relevant. Relevant. I was going to ask I, you about that, Carl. Charles. Relaxing. <laughs> What's that? I was uh, going to ask stupid. you about that. that Why do they have to relax? Obviously, uh, that auto spell that it's supposed to stay stay relevant. Okay. Goddamn okay. iPhone uh, auto spell. Relax. Okay. I didn't even notice that. The Lions, Lions president believes that the CFL needs to play football to stay relevant in the sports world of Canada. Have I got that summation properly? Yes, you yes. do. Okay. Can't argue with him. Everybody needs to stay relevant. I mean, I understand the the hockey is losing their playoffs right now, and they're over. There's no Stanley Cup playoffs for this year. Um, But they start up again in September. Yes, there is. You haven't listened to the What do you mean? What are they going to do? They're starting in the middle of of July. Middle of July, hockey playoffs. That was actually announced earlier today. Yes. I bet money it doesn't happen. Yeah, but they're going to do it the hub way, and they're going to do it without fans. They're doing fans. the hub city, yep. And I'm telling you, TV watching will blow up off the charts. I agreed. People Why? haven't had sports. Because okay. people haven't had sports. Exactly. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of hockey crazy people in this world. Yep. And I think it'll even go up in the U.S. because they don't have any sports down there either. That is correct. Mind you, the NFL still saying they're going to have a full season this year, so we'll see. Yeah, but that's not till the fall, anyways. Well, that's September, right? Yep. <laughs> which will directly conflict with the CFL if they have any games. Which I'm just, <laughs> it's just but a mess. Me- to me, that's not a big deal because they always go every year. They go up against the NFL in the second half of the season. That's I don't true. think that's a that's big true. deal. That's I don't true. think that's a big deal at all. Well, and I think Canadian fans, fans of the CFL, will watch CFL, and fans of the NFL right. will watch NFL. Right. Okay. And you never know. You might get you might get some sports hungry fans from the U.S. watching CFL football, <gasps> which is only better for us. True. 
and we haven't even talked about we haven't even talked about the other thing that's coming up is is of course NCAA football. How's that yeah. going to work? If it's going to work, that I don't know. Well, I don't because I'm hearing they're not even going to be allowed well, allowing students on campus. That's what I've heard too. So how I don't too. I don't see how they can have college football. No, I don't either. And I mean, you want to talk about money? Most of those universities are supported by their sporting programs. Right. And unlike the professional, no. uh, they don't have to pay their players. But they do now, don't they? No. Well, there's no, no. They're really. trying. They're trying. They're, they're trying. Okay. I thought Just that was a change. There, well, recently they changed it where college athletes can sign endorsement deals with companies, but that's okay. not okay. being paid out by the university. That would be paid out by an individual company. Right. Yeah. Okay. So some company who is a uh, in the uh, alumni of the of the college can spend millions of dollars and recruit the best quarterback to that college. I suppose is, that isn't that kind of what yet. the blind side was about. Yeah, kind of. Good point. Well, and what you're gonna what you're gonna see if that happens, what you're gonna see is companies picking up university guys that are going to be pros so that when they do go pro, they can still keep them as they're advertising. And I can just see a whole ball of wax opening here. That's going to be just cutthroat and brutal. So. Anyways, silence. Yep. Deathly silence. What are we talking about, guys? I don't know. We're moving on. We were talking we about the president. Got five minutes. Yeah. Oh, do we have to? Yeah. What? Oh, the, the lions. Uh, keeping them relevant. What? Yeah. Fifty-five minutes. We can do. We can do fifty-five minutes. I think, can't we? With our sure. with our head hats off, we can do fifty-five minutes. Easy. Okay. <laughs> so. So. U.S. Spring League proposes partnership with the CFL. I didn't know there was a CFL Spring or, or, or a U.S. Spring League. Is this something new again? I didn't this, either. I actually looked this up uh, right before we went on air because I was confused with this um, as well. And it's not even... A traditional, um, like, football league. It's like a developmental thing. I was trying to figure out exactly um, where it was. It was called the Spring League. And it's like a developmental. They've only got four teams. And I don't even necessarily know where they're based out of. It's... um, I'm just trying to pull it up here because I was looking up earlier... Um, the Spring League. It's an exhibition. Ameri- they call it an exhibition American Football League. It was founded in 2016, and their inaugural season was 2017. Correct. And they've actually had some guys in there that um, that we might uh, that we've heard of. McLeod Bethel Thompson apparently played in this league. Um. 
there's been a couple of NFL guys. They don't play like in cities. They have um, west, north, east, and south. Johnny Manziel played in this league, apparently. Who cares? Um, yeah, exactly. So um, they're and they're believe it or not actually though they were playing uh, until of course coronavirus hit. But they play like all over the U.S. But they're not really any type of serious, like, traditional football league where you have uh, assigned uh, teams in um, assigned teams in the le- in separate cities. They actually play all over the place. In they're done by geographical uh, location rather than cities. And yeah, it's more of a developmental thing than anything else. I just posted kind of a link. For some information in the in the group. Okay, you're on the Wikipedia. I'm actually on the on their website called the SpringLeague.com. It's called an elite development league and scouting event for professional football talent. So this almost sounds like more of like a showcase type thing, more than anything else. Almost like a combine. Yeah, anyone can apply to play there. And apparently they've got like a showcase coming up in July in Denver. Whether that happens or not, who knows? Yeah, but apparently these guys have approached the CFL about some sort of partnership. So I don't know if they want CFL to use some of their players as players in the CFL to showcase them. or I'm just looking at some of the, the players' names, and there's – there's not very many of them that I have heard of anywhere. Yeah, I'm just looking at the because on the Wikipedia page it's got it'll list uh, guys that have played in it previously, and even a lot of these guys that played in the CFL I've still never heard of. Brandon well, this Burks, is the fo- I've heard of. Yeah, the following uh, players have signed in the NFL, CFL, or AAF. Which yeah. doesn't really matter anymore. But uh, defensive lineman Breon Creer, Crier Creer, signed with the BC Lions. Really? I don't remember. You, I don't know who that you, is. You would think I would know this. Uh, defensive David lineman Tom, linebacker Kani Kama Kalahui, signed with the Lions. Yeah, never heard BC of him. BC Lions, not the Detroit Lions. They yeah, sent somebody else. The Thai Cats have been the most active in this. I don't know. So basically, it seems more like um, a showcase thing for players. So I want to know how a partnership between the CFL and the Spring League would work, and if it would be, make any sense. Because I don't, I'm not getting it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. This isn't even a real league. I thought maybe it was like a a spring league that had play teams in uh, in um in a league that wanted to play against the CFL, but it's not even that. I, I mean, I, maybe they want to play exhibition games with the CFL, or it's strange. Anyhow, uh, one one article I did see, though, is uh, Vince McMahon says that he will not try to resurrect the XFL. Yeah. There was actually some rumors that he might try to do that again, but he said, no, he's done with it. 
probably a good thing because it didn't work twice. What's the, what do you think, third time's a charm? Don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how this spring league would. I don't. I don't see any real uh, real advantage here for this spring league. This could just have been a move for them to get some publicity for themselves. Possibly. Possibly. Yep. But uh, could be. I don't. I don't but know I'm how it, about it, them. Well, we are talking about them. Yep. But I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. So, oh, good Lord. What's that? I said, oh, good Lord. Okay. Luke Tasker is in constant contact with the Ticats. Would he play anywhere else? He's in constant contact with a team that doesn't play, isn't playing football. I, I, yeah. As we said earlier, there's not a lot going on, so we're finding what we can. This goes to show you exactly how um, how slow it is. I don't know. It's kind of weird. No, I don't what think else? Luke Tasker is going to play anywhere else. Is Luke Tasker relevant to the Thai Cats? No, they haven't tried to sign him. So they haven't tried to sign him. So, Luke, so what does Luke he do? Tasker. He just keeps phoning them, saying, "Hey, I, I, I'm bugging you. I need you, a job. What's I going need on a job. Here? I need a job. I need a job." He's he's 29 years old. He's an American receiver. And he did nothing last year. He was injured for most of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Luke Tasker is uh, on the way of the dodo bird. Sorry. Yep. Go get Kinda a real there job, with, man. With S.J. Green. Sure. And and Derek Dennis. <laughs> and Derek Dennis. Walker. Darrell Walker not signed. Well, no, no I think Darrell Walker will be signed. He is relevant to the yeah, CFL. But he is an example, an absolutely awesome example of why people need to sign sooner than later. Because he missed out on a bucket full of cash in signing bonuses. Yep. You're not getting any signing bonus now. No. I don't know if you'll even sign anywhere because if there's a shortened yeah. season, I don't think they will bring a guy like that in. No. Why would you? Too much money. Absolutely. You may be right. Maybe not. There's a classic example of waiting too long. Yeah. And being and being greedy. Sorry. Well, honestly, right now, do you believe that any CFL football team 
would go out and spend money to for contracts on players for a shortened season right now? Are are what's the point? Are they not? Wouldn't you think that teams would just try to field a team and save as much money as they can? Yeah, I would think so. Yep. I would think they're going to go with who they got right now. Um, You know, bare minimum. Because let's face it, in an an eight or ten week season, there's no time to develop players. You've got to get guys on the field who can play, period. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're probably going to have, I would think there's going to be a lot of different things. You're probably not going to have as many injuries, number one. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, you're not going to have these lulls in the season that teams have. So there could be the first time, if they have a 10-week season, there could be an undefeated team for the first time in the CFL ever. It's highly possible. It's who's most consistent right out of the gate, I would assume. So yeah, I mean it'll it be is. Rare. You, put your, you put your foot to the pedal. You put yeah. your pedal to the metal, and you go. Because yeah. the, there's no reason to hold back anything. You you put there your isn't. best players on the down the field from day one, and you don't yeah. take them off. And I'm even thinking there should be no field goals this year either. There should just be two-point conversions. You just want to get rid of the Yes, I do, but <laughs> be a way to save money, okay, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know? Come on. You mean get rid of single-point I mean, converts, or do you mean field goals as well? Because you said field goals. Field, goal, field goals and single-point converts. Just so you go for them. broke. You go for broke on every play. It's that simple. No kick, and everyone starts at the twenty-five yard line. There you go. There you go. Now you're thinking like me, Charles. Mm-hmm. So remove remove the foot from football. There you go. It's just ball. It's, it's just ball. ball. We're gonna play ball. Change He's it, a baller. Change it to change it to throw ball. Throw ball. Mm-hmm. Sure, I made a not? comment online. I made a comment online this week. Somebody was talking about the backup running back in Winnipeg. I can't remember what his name is. Who's going to be a future CFL star? And you know what my comment was? Take a guess what my comment was. Running back for a quest- time a dozen. No, the question was, is this running back in Winnipeg, and his last name starts with an O, I think, is he he is going to be one of the top running backs in the CFL eventually? And my reply was, if he has the same drug dealer as Andrew Harris, maybe. Okay. And I didn't get any responses. I'm disappointed. I was trolling. I'll admit it. Okay, I got no responses whatsoever. The farmers have heard it all by now. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
we talked before about 2020 being a terrible year. Did you guys see that the uh, Fisherman's Wharf in in San Francisco burned up? No. When did that happen? Yesterday, day before. Oh, I did not. Huh. Largest fire destroys a quarter of San Francisco's iconic Fisherman's Wharf. Two days ago, Saturday morning. Huh. I did not see that. This this year just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Fisherman's Wharf was a really cool place. I really liked it. Hmm. But uh, anyhow, yeah, it uh, crashed and burned, literally. Wow. So the next topic could be an interesting topic. That could take some time. Which is the best single season team in CFL history? Wow. I'm going to let William start with this one. I thought this one was interesting because this can be... uh... You can't. You can't do this. Why? Because you can't compare eras. Eras. Eras, whatever. Let's sure look you can. at dynasties. Let's well, I don't think dynasties. We're, well, we're not talking about dynasties. We're talking about one single season. Yeah, but you can't do it because... Because a single season in the 70s was a lot different than a single season in the 90s. Not arguing. Not arguing. But which one was better? <laughs> but that's my point. You can't tell which one is better. Okay? The Edmonton Eskimos in the late 70s and early 80s were unstoppable, untouchable. Okay? Okay. So if you're gonna if you're gonna ask me for the entire CFL, pick one of those five teams from Edmonton. Anyone doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the 2017 um, Calgary Stampede. No, the 2016 Calgary Stampeders, but they lost the Grey Cup. I can say the 2010 Calgary Stampeders that didn't get to the Grey Cup. Okay. To me, you got to actually have to win a Grey Cup to do that. I think. Of course, I I would say yes. I would say yes. Yep. Okay. So, Charles. Yes. Will's having a problem with this one. Tell me what you think is the best single-season team in CFL history? For me, it is a toss-up between the 1997 Toronto Argonauts with Doug Flutie won the Grey Cup, slaughtered Saskatchewan in the Grey Cup, which earns the point. And I hate to say it, 
but the 1995 Baltimore Stallions. Ooh. That was a very dominant team. Okay. With with also honorable mention to the 2006 BC Lions, whenever you've got a team that takes five out of the six individual player awards, uh, that's an indication of a pretty dominant football team as well. Okay. I, you know what team jumps out at me? And yes, I know I'm biased and I'm a homer and everything else. It's, it's the 2011 season. Lose five games and then come back and win 11 straight. Hello? Yes? Sorry. Sorry, I just cut off there for a second. I missed the last few minutes. Last minute, basically. I said the 2011 BC Lions. Lose your first five games, come back, win a game, lose a game, win 11 straight. Yeah, that, that, that you can make a case for them as well. That was domination. Mm-hmm. It really was. I mean, yeah, people are going to say, yeah, but they lost their first five games. And that's a point, but for a team to just turn it around and just step on the gas like that. And really, when you look at it, those 11 straight wins, very few of those games they were even challenged in. They pretty much well, run, ran roughshod over everybody. I mean, they weren't, they weren't just beating teams. They were destroying teams. Going right through the Grey Cup where they, where they basically flattened Swaggerville. Oh, absolutely destroyed and anything. Shut Odell Willis up. <laughs> and, and, and the majority of Bomber fans. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no. So hard to, hard to, hard to think this. And I get Will's point when he says you can't compare eras, because I kind of understand that. But at the same time, um, you know, you can give opinions based on how teams played. Because, yeah, there's teams that have good records and stuff like that. But there's a lot of times, I remember the 1999 um, BC Lions with Damon Allen and stuff like that. Uh, they went 13-5 and five that year, and you would say, oh, that was a pretty good uh, dominant team. They were, no, they were nowhere close to a dominant. They were squeaking out wins by two points. They won one game, I think, 12-7 to seven and stuff like that, where, yeah, you had a good record, but you were not a dominant team by any stretch of the imagination. So there's good teams, but then there's the dominant teams, the teams that basically – when they you play them, you know you're going to lose. Oh, yeah, I have my two picks for best teams ever in the CFL. Okay. 2008 Calgary Stampeders. 
They weren't that dominant, the were they? Be- the year before they were four and fourteen. And they went to the Grey Cup in Montreal and played Montreal and beat them. Wait a minute. Is this the Marcus? No, this isn't the Marcus. No, that was 2001. Never mind. Go on. No, that was 2001. No, no. This right. was 2008. The first year with Henry Burr. So they I won think. that Grey Cup in Montreal, too. First, year, first year with John Huffnagel as the coach. Right. That was the year after. That was the year after Matt Dunnigan. Um, um, and then... My other favorite team is the 2009 Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Oh, we can't include them. They didn't, they didn't yeah, win Yeah, they didn't quite cup. win the Sorry. cup. There. Something happened on the way to the cup win. Just for you, Phil. It's so funny, too, because on Monday, no, it was on Sunday, I think, they were showing a classic game, and they were showing the um, – 2010 season opener between Montreal and Saskatchewan in in Saskatchewan, and it was I turned it on for a few minutes and it was right near the end of the game. In fact, it was the last play of the game, or there was something like 10 seconds left, and Montreal threw a pass that went incomplete, and it looked like the Riders had won the game, and then they got called for too many men again. The very next meaningful game they played, the same thing happened. Now, Saskatchewan got lucky because they were able to go to overtime and win that game, but it was just so funny to see that happen again right after that it happened the first time. And then they, they showed all the the Ryder fans after that it happened again in that game, and they all looked like their dog had just been run over because they looked so <laughs> – they're like, again? Uh, where's Phil, by the way? We haven't heard from him in a while. No. He's got new. He's got new problems because of the COVID thing. Oh, okay. He has to take I, care I, of and, his daughter. Yeah. Right. I, I don't. His I don't know that. Yeah. His schedule has changed a lot. So. Okay. Well. Hmm. So we all have yep. some different opinions on this. Um, what what was the article? The article actually had a um, had a team. Did they did they say which team they wanted? Um, I'm just going. This is a three down nation thing. Yeah. Three down nation. Hmm. I'm actually just pulling the article up now, and let's There's see. They're coming up. Pretty cool pictures of some. Well, they've got a bunch. They've got models. some listed here. The, the 2014 Calgary Stampeders. 15, and, 15 three. and three. That yeah. was a very good team. 1981 Edmonton Eskimos. 14, one and one. That's. Pretty good, and their defense held their opponents to an average of only seventeen point three points per game. That's a pretty dominant team. That team being led by Warren Moon. Yeah, and uh, the ninety-five the, Baltimore Stallions, Charles. Yeah, there you that's go. the one team that I referenced earlier. 
the 2009 Montreal Alouettes. Hey, we were just talking about that game, too. <laughs> and they won the Grey Cup. I want to vote for that one. I would vote for that one. Denver 1948, Calgary Peters. We're 12-0. and 0. Yeah, I believe the only undefeated team in CFL history. Wow. And then there was 1997 Argos. That's the other team I referenced earlier. Where they won fifteen and three, and that was it. That was the teams they laid out. I think there's more. There's more teams than that in the discussion we've talked about earlier. But yeah, but who wrote the article? Let me guess. Is it Three Down Nation staff, or do they actually name no, an, actually, uh, an author on they this? They know it is. He's the only CFL writer currently living in Brazil. Santino Filoso. <laughs> oh, God. I, I rest my case. At least it wasn't Justin Dunk. Actually, I like Justin Dunk. Not that I like guy. Who's the, other, who's the other guy it, that used to? It, it, um, it was Edwards. Drew something. Drew Edwards. Drew Edwards. Drew Edwards. Anytime I saw his name on an article, I just kept going. Yeah. Well, that's why he started to do a staff writer. He, I don't even think he's there anymore. No, he's not. He's gone. So uh, this article comes up, and it says on, on the right-hand side, it says, subscribe to 3 Down Nation for only $3. Uh, actually, I think I'd be happier with the $3. You you would give them three dollars? No, I'd be happier if to keep the three dollars for myself. Yes, I I yeah, personally I'm, think I'm they should pay that. us to talk about their articles. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now what do you want to talk about? Hmm. Oh, you know what? There was one thing I saw earlier that I meant to put on the on the agenda, and I can't remember what it was. Damn it. I knew I should have added it when I saw it. I'll see if I can find it here. There was something I... I saw that I'm like, oh, I was gonna bring that up and put that on the um, put that on the agenda, and then I forgot to add it. I was gonna add it and I didn't. I'll see if I can find it. Um, building a legacy. No, no one cares about Trevor Harris. Uh, William. William, why is John Denver Unmute on there? your mic and get into this conversation. What do you want to talk uh, about well, now? Well, there was an article, and I've been trying to find it for the last 10 minutes, about the top 40, I think it was the top 40 reasons why Calgary is going to be good this year. But I can't find it, damn it. I saved it. Top 40 reasons? Yes, I was going to send it to Charles, and I forgot to. Damn it. We could have talked about that for an entire two hours because I I got inside information on all these things, right? So, uh, what can we talk about? I uh, listened to the uh, 
the uh, the uh, Nick Lewis podcast today. He had on Avon Claiborne, 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 Colburn. Montreal running back Colburn. It was quite a good. It was quite a good podcast. Um, we, we maybe we should start recruiting people to talk or something. I don't know. Why? What do you think? Yeah, nah, we shouldn't do that. No. Well, we we, I mean, we've had a couple of – Nick Lewis has been on our podcast. David yep. Benefield's been on our podcast. David would come back. Yep. Yeah, I know David would come back. David has some interesting views on everything, so. I mean, I've got two <laughs> two former BC Lions on, on, on the podcast. Have you? I think i got somebody Who else. I can't remember. Yeah, I think there's only been two, hasn't there? Nick Lewis and and uh, David Benefield. Oh no, I think I he had a former Lions earlier. We did earlier have somebody on. else though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. I just I, I remember one time out of the blue we had some guy call up and uh, he wanted to talk about like. I think he wanted to talk about like uh, politics in Iowa. So I I think he like I remember that. I remember that. And yeah. he wanted to talk about like politics in Iowa. Yeah. He had no idea who we were. He started. To, I don't know where he came from, but I just remember just, that was funny because he just kind of came out of future, nowhere. Maybe in the future going forward, we should have an alumni podcast. An alumni podcast? What do you mean? Yeah. Former co-host of the Let's Talk CFL podcast. Okay, so you you get you well, go there. I can get Kelly Bale to come on any time at all. Kelly would be no problems coming back. Probably even Mike yep. Townsend. Uh, Will, you're going to have to talk to Rhonda. Yeah, yeah, you get you get to talk to Rhonda. <laughs> yeah, but not, the difference between then and now is I don't have to be nice now. Oh, it's a true story. Okay. Um, we could invite Morgan Tyson on again. Um, we could. Brendan, we could, Brendan McGuire. Brendan McGuire. He'd come on in a heartbeat, baby. Okay. Um, there's been a few, hasn't there? Yeah, there has been. There was that Lawrence guy from. We had that guy America, from Texas. Remember? Yeah, right, Lawrence. Right. Yeah. Who, I don't know. I think Kelly scared him one night and he never came back on. Well, they got into yeah. an argument. They start, right. almost started yelling at each other. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And he never came back after that. Nope, he didn't. He quit. And it would be nice to have Chris on here again, but oh well. I, um, I'm here. I'm here. No, you're Christopher. You don't oh, like right. being called uh, Chris. I don't right. know. That's a girl's name. It is, um, so. Is there anybody else I'm forgetting? Uh, I'm just trying, trying to think of we uh, we've had a few people on over the years. You know, I'm sure you guys probably thought I wouldn't make it past the first episode. So look we at were me just now. hoping there's a difference. Yeah. Look at me, look at me now, baby. Yeah, I, I I honestly think Will you have been on more shows than anybody. Um, no, because at I least since the you first joined, eighty, I missed the first eighty or so. So 
Yeah, no, so I guess, going, I guess I, I would I would tend to agree with you. Since you started, you. You, you've made yes. more episodes than anybody else because I, I've missed yeah, a would, few. So yeah, have I. I, I. I'm just a kind of a committed kind of guy, okay? And uh, in case you didn't know, I like to talk about football. Yeah. I can talk okay. about football. I can talk about football any day of the week, any time. I just like it that much. And I guess you could call me a loser because I have nothing else in my life, but that's not true. I have all kinds of things in my life, but I just prefer to talk about football because I think it is the ultimate team sport. You know, one of the things, and since we're just talking about everything, one of the things I've noticed... I think and, it's the ultimate fan sport. Yeah. Yes, I didn't really, I didn't really realize this until this COVID thing happened, and I started watching reruns of football games. And a perfect example for me is the 2014 Calgary Stampeders and the 2016 Calgary Stampeders. Both of them made it to the Grey Cup. One of them won it; the other one didn't. And I I, I kind of get a little owly when guys leave and don't re-sign, and then we bring new players in. You know, and I didn't realize it until I watched those two games. The 2014 team and the 2016 team were totally different player-wise, <laughs> with the exception of the quarterback and maybe a few receivers. And I really didn't I didn't realize that it changed that much in two years, but it did. And IE that's why I think Calgary has one of the better systems because they seem to be able to plug and play players and they seem to be able to find players constantly. So not arguing. I, I, no, no one can no. argue. The interesting thing, and does this make sense? Yeah, it would make sense. Nick Lewis said something today that kind of shocked me when he was talking to Avon Wayborn. When they played football, these two guys were one of 150 American football players in the CFL. That's all that makes the CFL is 150 Americans. They got to be pretty decent if you're talking about all those American football players. I mean, yeah, there's some guys who won't come here. I get that. Mm-hmm. And there's some guys who, after they don't make the NFL, they they don't want to ever play football again. But that's pretty. That you you got to be. You're in a pretty elite class. If if only 150 Americans play in the CFL. Of course. So. I'm stretching here, guys. Help me out. Well, I'm I'm good. 150 Americans make up the CFL, so that would mean what? 120 Canadians? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know how many guys are on the roster. Well, you got a 54-man roster usually. 
Times okay. nine. Uh, so if you go 54 times nine, I'm not great at math in my head, but I can use a calculator. 54 times nine would be it's about 450. 486. 486. 486. Okay. So if you minus so more than 150 those, Americans, there's not enough Americans. The numbers are off. There should be around 250 that Americans. Right. There's got to be more yeah, than that. Anyways, I, maybe I misquoted them, but I mean, there's not very many of them. If you think about all the American football players out there, that's what I say all the time when they say that we're oh the XFL starting up there we're going to have the AAF. There's 22,000 NCAA people football players graduate every year. 22,000, and there's 250 of them in in the CFL. We could replace every American in here in a heartbeat. Probably two or three times. Okay? Yep. In a heartbeat. And I, I get in that argument with uh, David Benefield all the time, is that he says that these players are, 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 you know, they're special, that we should be paying them more. No, we don't need to. There are so many players out there that want, and okay, so you run a 4-5-4 and not a 4-4-5. It doesn't matter when they play football. I don't know. I, I, I have absolutely no problems. If the CFL players don't want to play, if Americans don't want to play in the CFL, goodbye. We'll find somebody who will. Mm-hmm. Hey, the best line today on Nick Lewis's podcast, by the way, near the end of the podcast, Avon Colburn said, oh, sorry, Nick, I forgot – to tell people how great you were for a fat player. <laughs> and and Nick just started to cry. He was laughing so hard. He said and he said fat player two or three times. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you know uh, Nick was a good do? sport about it. Absolutely. He knows he was fat. And and he says the reason he was fat, he said everybody thought that he ate too much. It had nothing to do with that. He said he used to eat once once a day. But mm-hmm. what Nick Lewis always says all the time, continuously, is when he came to Canada, he fell in love with uh, Crown Royal. Okay. <laughs> and... and he says he drinks a shit ton of it, and that's why he gained weight. So. He's not alone in that camp, by the way. No, no, a lot of them discover it, absolutely. Yeah. When they come to Canada. So. Yep. Which is kind of amusing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting concept. It is. I mean, what Crown Royal? Well, yeah. Or, or Nick being so fat. Much. No, 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 no. We're not picking on Nick here. We're not at all. Uh, but it's a different place. Canada is different than America. I don't care what anybody says. It, it, it. There's. 
that they're two absolutely unique countries. They are so far apart from each other on many different bases. We have things that America doesn't have. America has things that we don't have. But, you know, reality is we get um, Jack Daniels up here, Crown Royal down there. Why is Canadian whiskey so hard to find in America? Why do Americans have outlawed kinder surprises? That one just bothers me. William, you there? Charles has got left us. Yes, I am. What's a kinder surprise? <laughs> it's a little chocolate egg with a kid's toy in it. Oh, okay. That's what I thought and, it was. And in America, you're, they're illegal because they could kill children. But an AR-15 is allowed. Right. Uh, I'm I'm not dissing AR-15s. I like mine. Uh, but uh, there's the how how do you justify banning a children's toy? Please, somebody. I don't know. And what and what was the reason behind it? Or you don't know? Yeah, because the 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 chi- children's toy you they might choke on it. Oh, okay. As opposed to shooting themselves in the face with an AR-15 or whatever the heck it's called. Kind of, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I know. Interesting. It's very scary. But you know what? They are two different places. There's no doubt about it. I Different cultures, different people, different mindset, different everything. Right. But I absolutely, and you guys know this, I absolutely love Las Vegas. Yes, and you know. the the ten days a year that I go to Las Vegas, I have a great time. Could I live there? No, okay, because I I do believe I live in the best country in the world. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought I, that way. And I'm not going to argue with you. I agree. I, I love Vegas, know, lot, but I'd never live there. No, there's a lot of things that that could be changed here, but you know what? Compared to some of the stuff I see from other countries, we're doing pretty good. I used to own a travel agency. Uh, I've been to a lot of countries in this world, and I've been to a lot of states in, in America. I've been to a lot of provinces, but not very many maritime ones. In fact, I've never been to a maritime province. I stopped in Quebec. That's as far as east as I've gone. I've been to the territories. I've traveled a lot of different places. I live here because this is the best place to live. Okay? It's my choice. If there was a better place, in my opinion, I would live there. So, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Yeah, me either. Nope. We just like to share. Uh, What... Hang on, I'm, I know we're getting really close to the end of the show, and we, we, we're not supposed to talk politics, although we, we, we have on numerous occasions, and we yeah. try to keep things civil. We've never uh, thought this before. No. William, I, I read yes. an article the other day where the uh, Legislative Assembly in uh, Alberta voted to separate from Canada. Was there any truth to that, or was that just a joke article, or... Have you heard anything on this? No, 
that was probably a yeah. joke article. I have not heard anything on it. Okay, I'm I just wondering think, if so, uh, that would have been a much bigger news. Yes, it yeah, would have. Yeah, you been. would think. You would have think thought so. Yeah. But it it, it said and yeah I, the le- legislative the, assembly voted for to separate. And I would be the first person to vote against something like that. You would, eh? Yep. Okay. Yeah. For all the right reasons, I guess. But I mean, I'm not totally happy yeah. with with Canada and the way they look at Alberta. But that's a whole different show. I, you know, it's, it's funny in all the years that I've worked where I've worked, we have never, we have stared, steered away from building, building buildings in the oil field. Okay. Because of the things that happen with the oil field and the ups and downs. And that's why, that's why we've stayed we've stayed solvent for 40 years. Okay. We've done other things. We, we've never jumped on the bandwagon like everybody else and compete against each other for the same pile of crap. Right. And, uh, it's worked out for us. Um, but, and, and, and there's still people in this province who believe the oil field is going to come back. And they say it's just around the corner. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I, I look at it this way. I've always looked at things from a different perspective. I'm not that smart. Okay. But I've been able to figure things out. And if I can figure things out, why can't 85% of the population figure things out? And I'm talking about Alberta right now. Okay? And it doesn't take being a rocket scientist to figure these things out. And, you know, I just, I don't get it sometimes, man. I just don't get it. But there are people that are convinced it's going to come back big time. And I'm like, wow, really? Okay. Well, the answer to that is it, the answer to that is 70% of the Alberta oil fields are foreign owned. Yes. If it comes yes. back, there is a it's problem. not to it's not to our benefit. No, no. Okay. No, it's owned by all these companies over the Middle East. <laughs> oh, no, no, no! It's more Chinese than anything. More Chinese, and, than and, really? And, yeah, more Chinese companies yeah. and uh, and and a fair chunk of America. I, I yeah. honestly don't believe that there is uh, any uh, Saudi oil money in in over here. It's Chinese companies that own it all. I stand corrected. You know, and it's, and it's interesting. In the last, I'm going to say, the last five years. A lot of oil companies that were based in Calgary have moved to the U.S. And everybody in Calgary is very upset about that. And Why? And the way I look at because they are, because they're losing business. And the way I look at it is, 
you were here for a long time, and the minute things go sideways, you're out of here. Yeah. So you know what? Fuck off. I don't Goodbye. want you here Have a nice life. And yeah. you were here in the first place because economically it was more feasible for you to be here. Yeah, you, you, there was money here. Right. And 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 I've always called. I've always called oil money pimp money, okay? Because it is that is exactly what it is. It's pimp money, okay? Okay. Because you cannot compete. You cannot compete with the oil companies when they were here, and the money they used to pay employees. Okay. About eight years ago, I lost nine guys off my crew because, and these guys were all. 20 to 7 years experience and someone came onto my job site from a company that was in the oil field and offered them the world and they took it and they came to my office and said you know these guys are offering us this and I'm like okay bye bye it was was nice to know you but I can't compete sorry and I'm I not w- even and I'm not even gonna try. So yeah. Yeah. it's not people who work for oil companies do not have realistic ideas of anything, to be honest with you. Nope. The best time the best time in Alberta to buy a truck, okay? Is when the oil field is down. Oh yeah, because you get all you get all these twenty-year-olds who went up to the oil fields, and they came back and with their first check, they bought an eighty-thousand-dollar pickup truck. Yeah. Okay. And the minute it goes sideways, they can't afford it, and they all go up for sale. And you can get great deals on great trucks. Yeah. We got to wrap up the show, but I was just up in Fort yeah. St. John. I could not believe the amount of iron that was sitting. Excavators, uh, dump trucks, everything. Iron, unbelievable amounts of iron just sitting, just sitting, looking around, going, oh my God, there's bills to be paid with these things and it's not happening. Okay. I can't find my tab. There it is. Okay, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 437. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and we've talked about anything but football. I'm sorry, but there's not much to talk about. Um, we're going to start with the uh, Let's Talk podcast next week on Wednesday night. We're going to Wednesday night, uh, and hopefully we're going to have a season. So uh, say goodnight, Charles. Good night, uh, good night, folks. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. And William. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to nothing at all about football, but that's the way it is right now. And yeah, we'll talk to you next fun. week. We're having fun with it. Maybe Chris will join us on the show sometime. Phil can come back uh, briefly, whatever. Anyhow, show's over. Good night. Bye. <laughs>